Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to this episode of the Autism Everyday podcast. Just a little heads up for those of you tuning in only now. Geeta and I are both certified behavior analysts. We run Weekend, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, and of course, ASD. So the main objective of this podcast is to improve the lives of those affected by autism. And on that note, we're going to talk about a topic that many of you have written in about toilet training. Yeah. It's um one big uh, point of conversation, right? When oh, you're yeah. talking to parents and um you know, it can be very exciting to see your child uh, being actually able to go into the toilet and use the toilet and actually be what we call trained and can be extremely challenging for a child to learn and when you're working with a child on the autism spectrum there are some strategies that you can use to ease them into the process and make them uh, independent as soon as possible that's right children with ASD can have difficulties with change with making transitions to and from the washroom that can be really challenging and then there's the deficits in expressive language that they have which makes it really hard for them to communicate the need to even use the loo that's true so a study conducted in 1992 found that on average a child with ASD can take up to 2 years of potty training to successfully and independently achieve bowel control wow, that's a long time that is a really long time yeah so it can be a longish journey but one that is totally worth the effort and it's also indicative of the fact that you got to start young and early absolutely yeah the sooner the better really so ideally when your child is about 12 months of age you begin the process of training him to use a baby potty So if you begin at year 1, you could look at having him maybe completely potty trained by year 3. Yeah. Then there is also the added social component uh that we often forget about. Um with a neurotypical child, they sort of begin to understand that going to the toilet makes him a big boy or a big girl, you know. Yeah. Or that a toilet accident is something to actually be embarrassed about. But when you take a child with ASD, they're far less likely to be concerned with this as they lack what is called social motivation. So true. I mean, and a typically developing child um will certainly, you know, learn faster just because of that social component of embarrassment and uh, the perception of what others will think about me and right? And the fact that I'm all grown up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So How do you as a parent of a child with autism enter into this scary zone of making your child uh, independent in the toilet? First up you want to ensure that you use the following three things through the teaching process. We'll call this the essentials to toilet training. One is reinforcement and rewards, two is using visual aids, and three is ongoing support in the form of an adult who supervises prompts. and ensures that no opportunity to teach is lost so we are looking at intensity of training and intensity of training is something that we don't focus hard enough on uh, in every zone when you are teaching a child any skill in in you know when he is on the autism spectrum 
and it's so much so much more critical in this zone because like we saw earlier children can take a long time to learn and if you are not consistent and um, you know in teaching then you are definitely going to be seeing some failures so elaborating a little more on each of these let's look at rewards and reinforcement they help hugely with toilet training you can use a combination of praise um clapping i know some parents say the children like that yeah right um throw a party a favorite activity a favorite edible or even um screen time please note a favorite edible is also allowed oh yeah right oh, yeah. because many parents balk at the idea of um food and toilet going together mm-hmm. right so but if that's what makes the child uh, take then so be it Absolutely, right? yeah. So this is possibly the only time we can use devices yeah. as a normal. You will one. never <laughs> hear us saying use a device yeah. with your child unless it's for potty training. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you're looking for that motivation, so you want to be open to trying a bunch of different rewards before you zero in on what works for him and what reinforces his behavior of just being seated even on the pot appropriately. Keep in mind that something can be reinforcing for a neuro neurotypical may not work as a reinforcer for a child with autism. Um, I mean, there are kids on the spectrum who would happily work for a piece of string or a bottle to tap, uh, or wouldn't be willing to work for stickers, tokens, or the shiny stamp or things that motivate neurotypicals. Right? That also holds good for clapping and praise. Mm-hmm. It need not necessarily motivate a child with autism, mm-hmm. but it can yeah. motivate a neurotypical big in a big way. So, an important first step to toilet training is, of course, communication. Um, cannot be stressed enough the importance of working on communication. Every activity and every learning task begins and ends with communication, and that includes toilet training. Yeah and on that note of communication you want to be using a visual aid this can be in the form of a card that has a toilet drawn on it with the words toilet or bathroom or washroom whatever you call it you want to ensure you incorporate this both into your child's daily schedule and ensure that you keep this card in an easily accessible place to encourage him to use it to indicate the need to go The third and this is probably the most essential bit of the whole process and that is devoting time energy to ensure consistency in toilet training it's not a one day or a one week task but something that can require a fair amount of your time your patience your energy and it really requires you to be that consistent adult working on the same routines every day till your child learns how to use the toilet independently yeah and that's that's a lot of um lot of slog work sometimes oh right? yeah never giving up <laughs> now got to excuse our dogs <laughs> we're two behavior analysts plus a lot of dogs yeah. uh, now that you got uh, some of these essentials into place you don't want to break the whole task of going into the toilet into series of tiny steps make each step a teachable goal that uh, finally accumulates into total activity of going into the toilet successfully mm-hmm. so you want to prep your child with information that he or she needs to enter the toilet use one word consistently to indicate that it's time to go into the toilet it can be toilet time or bathroom or time to go pee pee whatever works for you 
So once you've provided them with this information, you want to assist them into the toilet. Make sure you don't kind of pull, push or kind of drag them into the loo, but be gentle and, you know, walk alongside with them. So you're both going in together. Now, actually going inside the, the room can be tricky because some kids on the spectrum um, are, are kind of hesitant for reasons unknown. It almost it's, looks like they're scared. It's almost right? like change if yeah. you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like ch- the, the bedroom or the hall is so different from the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And what if it's like just sometimes a little, change? Yeah, sometimes a little dark. Yeah. Sometimes smaller. Wet. Wet, wet. Yeah. yeah, very important. So you do want to ensure that the floor uh, is as dry as it is in the rest of the house. Um, yeah, some of the some toilets have this noisy uh, exhaust fan, uh, and if that bothers the child, you may want to turn it off. Uh, if it is a little dark, you may want to ensure that the light is on. Uh, reward them for successfully just entering the toilet in the first place. So gradually build up the expectation to include a hand wash, drying their hands, um, desensitizing them to using the flush. Remember to up your reinforcement and rewards as your expectations keep going up. Yeah, you want to keep in mind at this point that your child may require additional supports like a footstool to rest his legs um, when he's sitting on the pot, a handlebar to hold on to, a baby seat maybe for more comfortable sitting and toilet paper or whatever or water, whatever you use um, to clean after himself. So remember to keep the time spent inside the toilet limited to under five minutes. So the whole procedure doesn't become punishing, rather it's one where he meets with reinforcement. And I think the most important point is to remain calm, consistent and positive throughout the process. Toilet training can be fairly challenging and it can be stressful for you as a parent and you want to make sure you're doing the best for your child. And this happens when you are emotionally calm and consistent in your expectations and your reactions. So if an accident occurs, then just redirect your child with a neutral verbal instruction and don't pay attention to the accident itself. You know, you don't want to say, why did you do that? Or look at what you've done. Or mommy has to clean all this mm-hmm. up. And don't you know where you need to go? I've told you so many times. Exactly. Right? You don't want to be saying any of that. So we want to emphasize that punishment procedures are definitely not elements of a toilet training program. So you don't want to tell your child off for not using the toilet or for wetting himself. Instead, you want to continue training him on what he can do instead of focusing on what he shouldn't do. Yeah, another lesson to keep in mind, no matter what you're teaching your child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the other element of this planning is generalization. And once your child is demonstrated the ability to use the toilet at home successfully, then you want to give him an opportunity to um, use the toilet, uh, other toilets within the house for starters. Oh, yeah. Some children will use only a particular toilet, like some of us, <laughs> right? Guilty as charged. Yeah. Um, so going into being able to use other toilets within the house, and then then you want to look at settings outside of the home. It can be uh, at school, or it can be at the grandmother's house, or you know, a friend's house, or any other public setting. And you want to ensure that you're 
systematically generalize all toilet routines from undressing to cleaning up to flushing and of course washing and drying hands after it's it's a it's a loop that the child has to complete each time and that's a loop that you want to generalize make sure the child knows and follows through yeah absolutely it's also a great idea to provide reminders before like an outdoor activity or a car trip or just about any out of the ordinary activity it's it's a great you know um idea to remind them to use the loo or to go pee pee whatever you call it so they are comfortable and you lower the chances of an accident happening yeah. Yeah. another question we often get asked is how do i know if my child is ready to be toilet trained <laughs> and the answer is this if he can balance on the baby potty for 2 minutes on his own and if he can walk to and from the bathroom and if you notice that he makes a face or he has a particular posture some sort of you know physical indication that he needs to go to the bathroom or he is soiling his diapers then he is ready to be trained yeah and even if the child isn't quite ready yet there are other components of this whole package that you can start working on with him anyways um parents of children on the spectrum who are toilet trained and independent in their self care needs report lower levels of stress and anxiety right otherwise you seem to be spending half your day following the child prompting him cleaning, uh, cleaning up. up right it's it's a lot of work so by toilet training your child you're looking at long term stress reduction and if that isn't motivation enough right then what can be and remember it's important to believe that you can do this because when you do have this belief you're almost halfway there and that's a great way to start well said yeah so with that uh, we wrap up today's episode of autism everyday reach out to us at wechallengeautism@gmail.com with your questions your feedback your thoughts just about anything you can also dm us at wechallengeautism on instagram and facebook thank you for tuning into our podcast stay safe and see you next time